Hello, welcome to Paul Meal Talks. Today we're going to be talking about uh, red flags. I was talking to a buddy the other day and uh, he said if I keep poking the bear and call out the, the, the BS of the establishment that I might be putting myself at risk uh, and someone in the establishment or whoever may try to suicide. <laughs> I think that's funny because... One, I don't have a following, so who's going to listen? So there's, it's not like anybody in the establishment is even listening to me, right? I got like two followers. So I find that threat very unlikely. However, uh, there are major dissident uh, agitators with followings in the millions who aren't suicided. You think of Joe Rogan. You think of Alex Jones. You think of, uh, what's his face, Russell uh, Brand, etc. Right, so this is assuming that these guys um, and, and many others like them are not assets of the intelligence community, specifically the, uh, I guess it would be the counterintelligence uh, division. You might think, well, that sounds pretty crazy. Joe Rogan, part of the uh, counterintelligence. Well, maybe it's not so crazy if you, if you think about it, right? So you think about how were, how were you exposed to Joe Rogan in the, in the, uh, when you first started? Could have been word of mouth. But for me personally, I was just uh, surfing YouTube and it popped up as a recommended video. I'm like, oh, that's that uh, dude from that TV show. Uh, the one with the, uh, what the hell TV show was he in? I, don't know, I didn't know anything about, I still don't, uh, Joe Rogan, other than, uh, you know, MMA. He was on that uh, show with that one guy from the Kids in the Hall uh, that kind of flopped. He was on that uh, Fear Factor. That's a, He was the Fear Factor guy. Like, well, what's he, what's he going to say, right? Why are you recommending this video? So I clicked on it, and I can't remember. It was something aliens or some shit like that. Oh, that's kind of fun. Just some crazy shit. Uh, but anyways, it was recommended. It was a recommended video by the establishment, by YouTube, who's owned by like Google or Alphabet or whoever owns that. So it's big tech. Big tech recommended Joe Rogan to me when I first heard of him. This is back in the YouTube days, right? He was a conspiracy or considered a conspiracy, not even back then, right? So we know these things, the algorithms don't, randomly do stuff like that unless someone at alphabet programs it into the algorithm i don't know if joe rogan paid for you know being put in uh, as a recommended video but he has said uh that he's never paid for any ads or anything uh like that so either he's lying or he's telling the truth and if he's telling the truth then somebody in the establishment wanted his podcast to be promoted why counterintelligence. Yes, it's possible that the algorithm just promoted a popular video and it went by demographics, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I don't think that shit, everybody's been trying to hack the algorithms at these search engines and everything else. And I don't think that's actually the case. Uh, considering the people that have been deplatformed and uh, shadow banned and this whole nefarious world, this underworld of restricting uh, video access or data access to the general public. So I would counter, I would retort that uh, that is most likely not the case, 
right? The algorithm, again, it was early days, it's possible. The, the algorithm just promoted a popular video on YouTube, uh, given my background, thinking that I might like it. Uh, this was probably before AI was really kicking in, right? So I don't think it knew anything. But given the uh, the crazed communists that infest San Francisco and Silicon Valley, which is in San Francisco, in case you geographically illiterate aren't aware of that, um, somebody there wanted his podcast to uh, to succeed, and uh, he's labeled as far right. Uh, you know, because he's not a uh, a communist. So the fact that they consider him far right leads me to believe that they probably wouldn't have voluntarily promoted his content based on his content. Uh, you know, he's into uh, machismo, machismo, uh, you know, fighting and, you know, manly stuff. And this is something that the beta males in Silicon Valley would consider far right because it is not... Uh, uh, beta and soy, which is part of the communist doctrine, which is promoted, I think, to restrict the uh, birth rate, right? These people are all about controlling the population, so they want to promote homosexuality. I'm not saying that there isn't people who are naturally homosexuals. I'm just saying that these are one of the things that they obviously are trying to promote. It is a fact. Again, I don't know if Joe Rogan is or is not an asset, I'm hypothesizing. Uh, but I don't think that if he was uh, an asset, he would be a 100% uh, controlled puppet. Perhaps uh, it would be more reasonable to assume that he would just be told to push a certain narrative and told to not push other narratives, which you might say, well, hold on a sec with all this horse paste and uh, anti-vaccine, uh, uh, anti-mask uh, rhetoric of, you know, he's an anti-vaxxer and all that kind of stuff. Well, slow down a second. You need to understand what counterintelligence is all about, right? So it's not about just pushing the narrative that you want. It's about controlling the limits of all narratives. So if you have uh, a puppet that's saying the sky is green and you have a B uh, a puppet that's saying the sky is red, right? You don't want anybody talking about the sky being blue. So you want to control both these guys and have them the limits of whatever the narrative is allowed to be. It's somewhere between green and red. It's not allowed to be blue. You, you don't even want that, that idea introduced. So you want the crazies at one end saying it's red and you want the lunatics at the other say and saying it's green. Right. You don't want the truth even entering into the, the, the argument. It's, uh, it's like the idea of an either-or fallacy. Right? It's either red or it's green. We don't, want to be anybody to talk, we don't even want to talk about people who talk about it being blue. This is something that we do not want mentioned. We don't want it to enter the consciousness of the people. Right? So, oh, you're one of those red sky freaks. The sky is obviously green. Right? This is what we want them. The, 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 anyways, you get it. Yeah, I think you follow. So... I think he would have been told to, uh, not again, I don't know about the COVID narrative, possibly, but I think it'd be more along the lines of him promoting, what does he promote? He promotes aliens and he promotes drugs. And what's the CIA into? Well, they uh, used uh, UFOs and aliens as cover for Area 51, where they did the development of their uh, surveillance platforms, such as the U-2 
and the uh, B-1 or B-2, whatever the hell that stealth bomber's called, as well as the, uh, the uh, what is it, the A-117 or the A-114, A-1 something, the, the stealth fighter, right? A lot of other things have been developed there that we are probably unaware of, I'm sure, because I am unaware of only a few planes uh, or craft or whatever you want to call them. So we know that in the 50s, Area 51 was developed somewhere around 1950. And so we know all through the 50s that they were promoting the idea of UFOs. Now, we don't know they were pushing the idea, but they certainly weren't trying to squish it, apparently, from what it looks like. Maybe they were. I could I could be totally wrong on this. But it appears to be all these books, the uh, uh, whistleblowers all talking about aliens are all surprisingly military background or former military background. Of course they would be if they're whistleblowers, right? Uh, but then you think of like, uh, like I talked about in the last podcast about uh, John Mack, Harvard, Harvard's compromised, and he's also pushing the idea of aliens. So I think this alien narrative is a, a psyop for the, uh, the fools in our society. I'm not saying that aliens don't exist. They might exist. They may be up there flying around. They might be abducting people. All that crap might be happening. There may have even been uh, an alien crash in Roswell. But I'm saying that these guys are using uh, the alien story as cover for their development of the craft that they had in Area 51. Area 51 didn't even exist. Remember the 1990s? They leaked that Area 51 through Bob Lazar. I think Bob Lazar was a plant. I don't think he's a salaried agent, but I think he was an asset that was used to expose Area 51 because certainly our guys or knew that the Russians knew about Area 51 as they have satellites and they're going to be mapping. They We know that they know about it. So why not have the public stuff, right? So we could say, oh, that's where we study UFOs, right? So that's possible. Uh, in fact, I would say it's likely, which is more likely. Do you think there's really UFOs being studied there or do you think they're developing spycraft, and they're using UFOs as cover, <laughs> right? which is more plausible. So to put a gun to your head, get the wrong answer, they're going to shoot you. Which would you say? I would say it's probably they're using it as cover, right? Not, that's, I'm not saying there isn't. There might be aliens there and stuff. I'd just say it's more likely that they're using it as cover. So I think it's a smokescreen, the whole UAP, UFO uh, thing uh, for U.S. surveillance and other top secret drones uh, and craft. And if a Russian sees in their sky what the Americans describe in their skies as a UFO or UAP or some kind of crazy craft, maybe the Russians are stupid enough to not realize that it is actually a top secret U.S. weapons surveillance platform <laughs> flying over them or maybe dropping bombs, you know, with this administration, with the Bidens and the, the uh, what's-her-face, uh, the Kellintons who want to fucking blow everybody up. So, anyways, I uh, since I am required to say stuff uh, that may be used against me, uh, in order to protect myself from being Clintoned or de uh, yeah, uh, suicided, <laughs> de de lived <laughs> from from the the uh, Hillary Clinton types, um, so I need to say something that they can use uh, to say that look, he's a conspiracy nut, and hence this will protect me from being suicided. Now, this is I don't have a following now. I might have a following in the future. I may not, but uh, this is just good insurance. 
So there probably is already enough stuff that I've said that can be taken out of context. Perhaps it doesn't even need to be taken out of context that they could use to say, look, this guy's uh, he's a nut. But just in case, let's continue talking about aliens. What if aliens are not really aliens, but are actually demons like uh, in uh, Chariots of the Gods? He was saying the gods are actually aliens. Now, he's uh, from Davos, and anything that the people in Davos say in Switzerland, I would assume, is probably the opposite. So let's use this as our hypothesis. So he's saying they're not really gods, they're aliens. Uh, So let's say, well, maybe they're not really aliens, they are gods or demons. Or angels, who knows, but... uh, Perhaps they require people to believe that they exist. If you look at all the rhetoric of religions, it's all about belief, about blind faith, right? You need to believe they exist in order for them to have access to this realm. And all the voodoo, mumbo-jumbo, mind control, possession shit that, uh, give, uh, that that gives them access to, assuming that's what demons or uh, these creatures, whatever they are, into is possessions. Uh, what it's not crazy. Uh, it's not. Well, it is crazy. It's crazy to think that there are people who are not considered crazy who believe this stuff, and that just because they're religious, people say, "Oh, well, they're not crazy. They're they're a preacher. They're uh, Jesuits, or they're, they're whatever." Right? It's it's the religious belief to believe in the the jinn. Or the, to believe in the possessions or to believe in the demons and all this other kind of crap, right? Now, do they actually believe it or is it just something they tell the unindoctrinated cult members at the lower levels, right? We don't know, right? Because uh, unless you're the Pope or uh, one of these high-level uh, inner circle, inner sanctum uh, cult members, you're not going to know. But the Jesuits, they uh, those guys freak me out, right? The... Uh, the blood of Jesus compels thee from the exorcist. Or is it the, uh, the power of Christ compels you? Yeah, the, the uh, plosives. The power of Christ compels you, right? Because remember, you'd say with the P's to make it very culty, right? Uh, where did I get the blood of Jesus compels thee? I don't know. But the plosives, it's definitely the plosives. The power of Christ compels you. Right. The power of Christ compels you. He was throwing the uh, holy water on the, the chick in the bed there who was uh, possessed. Anyways, so uh, the accented plosives are, uh, I don't know if you would call it rhythmical, uh, but it's uh, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Right? It's very puh, puh. It's very uh, rhythmic. Right, and then you can, and uh, what's the word? You can draw people into uh, a hypnosis with these chants and the uh, the rhythm of the words and how they're used. These are things that we already all know about. But I'm pretty sure the Jesuits creep are creepy. They, uh, I think it was the Jesuits who helped Mao in his early days, or educated him, or helped him get power in China. So if you think about that, the Jesuits helped one of the most hardcore communists rise to power back in the day. So uh, secret communist religious orders using proxies. 
So what's scarier than secret religious orders is secret religious orders that are communist. <laughs> right? So, and what's even worse is the, uh, like the weft type globalists who want to kill off the people. So they, they, these bourgeois, uh, socialists, right? The upper middle class or the lower upper class, I guess you would consider the, uh, the journalists who are pulling in 12 million a year are, uh, talking like they're defenders of the proletariat to use a Marxist term, right? The people, the, uh, hoi polloi, and yet they want them dead, right? They, they want the masses, the dirty masses dead. So they have more room to eat steak, their beef or the beer fed steak, like uh, Zuckerberg and his, how he's ripping apart the one Island in Hawaii with no building permits just to build a bunker and, and have all his cows roaming free, being fed beer while you slimy masses are supposed to eat bugs, take your vaccines and die. Anyways, uh, they, they call the, the COVID virus, uh, the theory that it leaked from the Wuhan lab. Uh, that happened to study that very type of virus, uh, they called that a conspiracy theory. Our experts, our public health elite, said that anybody who talks about that is a conspiracy theorist. Now, they've had to backpedal since, right? But the damage is done to their reputation. But considering that they call that a conspiracy theory, I can't imagine what they would call the Jesuits helping factions of globalist new world orders, uh, develop, uh, communist <laughs> governments and organizations, right? Doesn't mean it didn't happen, but I'm sure, uh, they must have a higher level of conspiracy theory for that. But uh, going back to my, uh, self damaging theories here, if aliens are really just demons, then that would make the Bible uh, and the Garden of Eden story, a warning. The the tree of knowledge, uh, the forbidden fruit, uh, you know, you think about the, the concept behind that, right? Why would knowledge be the forbidden fruit? Well, maybe it's not just knowledge in general. It might be knowledge, uh, a specific type of knowledge. Now you start getting pedantic about what knowledge is, what it means to know something, right? So what this knowledge is that will cause our fall from Eden, which would imply that we are still in Eden now in our blissful ignorance, not knowing what's going on out in the real world, right? In the, the broader universe, right? Now, the broader universe may not just be in space. It could be in ooh, other dimensions, right? So the knowledge that may be forbidden, the, the poisonous apple. That might be knowledge of the jinn, knowledge of these mind controlling aliens, knowledge of these demons that possess. They may all be the one. The genies in the bottle may be all this, this concept of all these things may all be just one concept. Just looked at from different perspectives and different points in time. So it wouldn't be just knowledge of these entities as we are already, uh, cognizant of the concept of them, but it would have to be the belief and not just the belief in the possibility that they might exist, but belief to the point where one has no doubt, 
where one knows that they are real. That kind of knowledge where you know it's real, right? So it's kind of a catch-22, right? If you don't believe it, then it's not real, but believing it would cause it to be real, right? This, is, this sounds insane. So if this is the case, then these uh, creatures would be pretty weak or we are very resilient as it implies they can uh, only access our minds just a tiny bit. Uh, give suggestions, give hints, give clues, give false interpretations to make us think, do, or say what they want, when they want. You know, old school uh, Jesuit style possession. Uh, the blood of Christ compels you. No, the, the, the power of Christ compels you. Power of Christ compels you. <laughs> the blood of Jesus compels thee. That just blood of Jesus compels thee. It's a kind of an up thing. So schizophrenics who hear all their voices in their heads may not be crazy after all. They may just believe in the jinn, in the aliens, and in these possessive demons. Perhaps it's all semantics. I don't know. But it would appear that those manipulated by these uh, demonic alien jinn would be those of the more uh, credulous nature, the, the gullible uh, class of our society, those who, who don't think defensively or critically of their own thoughts and immediately uh, uh, and, and just jump to conclusions with their uh, immediate, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, immediate uh, prima facie interpretations, right? Whatever you first think, right? You don't question that. You just, whatever I first think is true, right? That, that type of idiot, right? That type of gullible, uh, credulous moron who believes their first guess is the truth, right? Without contemplating it any further. I thought that, that's the first thing I thought, therefore it's fact, therefore it's true, right? That kind of idiot, right? Uh, in other words, the, uh, the vaccinated. Now, I'm not talking about vaccinated people who have been vaccinated back in time. I'm just talking about people who have been vaccinated by this COVID vaccine, the mRNA type shit, right? Those who, uh, who call the rational people who question the, the safety of the so-called vaccines, anti-vaxxers. So if anybody calls you an anti-vaxxer, that person is the type of complete idiot that I'm referring to, the credulous dummy, right? Which brings me to the point about this episode, red flags. So I'm, I should have enough stuff there to protect myself. So now we're going to jump to the meat of this potato, uh, which is uh, the meat of this potato, <laughs> which is red flags. So a red flag, for those of you who don't know, is a warning. It, uh, it demands attention. It provokes uh, an irritated reaction. Now that is a redundant sentence. I've been, uh, I'm currently reading this book called The uh, The Origin of Consciousness in the Breakdown of the Bicameral Mind. Now bicameral just means two chambers. So it sounds really complicated, but it's not really. Uh, so you think of in camera, right? A camera just means a chamber. So bicameral means two chambers, two, right? Your two hemispheres, just as uh, in camera means in chambers away from the uh, the public. The public can't see you when you're in camera, when you're in chambers. So you're away from the public. Anyways, the, uh, the author, Julian Jaynes, uh, used the word irritated in a way that I was not uh, completely familiar with. So I pulled that thread 
and I uh, investigated, which you can't just do with, uh, you know, a quick, well, I guess you could. But, uh, I mean, I looked up the, the definitions, I Googled it, and uh, like the first, like, three or four, it didn't show it, right? And then, uh, or maybe I didn't notice it, but uh, you think of irritating meaning uh, inflamed, right? This this wound is being irritated when you grind sand into it, right? You're, <laughs> you're irritating it. That's, for me, that's the original meaning of the word irritated. Then, of course, now we uh, we wrongly use the word to mean annoyed. You're irritating me. You're you're upsetting me. Right? You're disturbing me. So I think the the concept of being disturbed was a valid form of uh, irritate to disturb something. The uh, the the coffee was uh, the, the 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 cloud of cream was irritated in the coffee. It was disturbed, but irritated to me also means to. Like uh, make worse to inflame. It's not just you don't irritate the dust off the floor, right? That, that's not that's not the proper usage of the word irritate. Irritate would be like a chain reaction, like you you irritated um, like a snowball. You throw a snowball and then it, it cascades into an avalanche. That's more the concept of irritating. It causes something to grow to amplify. There's a positive feedback. It's not just um, disturbed. It's not just disturbed. Right. It also means to, and you think in biology. Now, this is the term I think people uh, like, uh, what's his face, Julian Jaynes uh, used it in terms of a biological sense. Irritated meaning to uh, to stimulate, right? To debut, to <laughs> to to produce an active response, a positive feedback. So you give a little bit of a stimulus, and then it it grows. It does something, right? That that's the form of irritation that he was referring to, and that's the form of irritation that I just said. Uh, a, a red flag provokes an irritated reaction. So not just a, a reaction, a reaction that should be amplified. It should be growing. It should have a positive curve. It shouldn't just be a flat response. It should be something that grows with more and more intensity until the whatever's causing the red flag is resolved. Right. So this might seem uh, no. It's, it's what it is, right? So it so it, it doesn't just mean, or uh, if something is stimulated, that doesn't imply anger or inflammation. It's just something that stimulates a response. Of course, we idiots misuse the word until it means angry. So if you ask anybody on the street, what does irritate mean? They'll say it means to make you angry, which it doesn't really. I mean, c- common usage, it's becoming that. We're morphing it into that because we're idiots stupid humans, but that we're losing the meaning, the, the, the more, uh, refined, uh, more accurate, uh, meaning precise meanings, right. To lead to larger complex, complex, uh, concepts, right. So you need to have these concepts. If you just think irritate just means make, make you angry, then you're going to be missing out on 90% of what all these, the, the, the concepts are that we're going to be referring to, right. So anyways, so red flags should irritate our awareness of the status quo or circumstance uh, we experience. So there are uh, several uh, catastrophic red flags we should be irritated by regarding this COVID fiasco. Now, I would love to stop talking about COVID and the government's overreaction and the news and the public health, uh, but they're not stopping. They don't stop lying about it. And they're, they're not making any apologies for their actions. Uh, it's just getting worse. 
and now pretending that they didn't behave grievously, 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 horribly, uh, is a major mistake. It needs to be addressed. We need, we're irritated, right? We, we, we're stimulated. We need to grow our response until there's a corrective action. <clears throat> so if, if they would stop lying and pushing in the wrong direction, I would love to stop talking about COVID and the vaccines, right? But here are some of my red flags concerning this in no specific order, right? My first red flag would be the conflation of proper concern uh, with insane anti-authoritarians. So there is a conflation of people who have legitimate concerns and those people are being branded as uh, insane, irrational, anti-authoritarian, anti-vaxxers, right? So that is disturbing for someone to be branded as that. You think about all the layers of intentional uh, deception and rhetoric and bullshit that is happening to frame, to reframe the legitimate concern uh, to a radical fringe anti-vaxxer by who? By our government, by mainstream journalists, by our public health sectors, uh, locally, nationally, globally. It is disgusting. It is a major red flag. And it's, it's so very dishonest. You know, the straw manning of legitimate concern as something it is not. It is a legitimate concern, right? It's done by people who know better, which means this is intentional deception. These people aren't incompetent. Well, they are incompetent, but they do know better. So they are intentionally deceiving the rest of the population. They know the ones they're calling anti-vaxxers, like the, the, the vaccine injured. The, they're calling them anti-vaxxers. Those, they know they're not going to sway those people, right? It's like... Uh, you know, the, the diehard partisan conservatives are never going to vote liberal, so they don't even bother trying to sway those people. They're going for the, the swing votes, right? So they don't care that those people hate them and what they say makes them hate them anymore. They don't care. It's just the same with the other way around. The conservatives don't care about the diehard liberal. Now, liberal isn't doesn't mean what it used to mean anymore. So liberal today means dumbass, whereas liberal used to mean somebody who was liberal-minded, right? So now that's a traditional liberal. And if you still call yourself a liberal and you still vote liberal and you don't understand what I'm talking about, you're a fucking idiot. You should just stop voting <laughs> or read a book, right? And don't, and don't read the Toronto Star or start reading the Toronto Star critically. <laughs> start thinking critically, right? But I know it's probably too much to ask if you, if you already are reading the Toronto Star. So reframing, reframing uh, legitimate distrust of this new untested compound uh, slash technology uh, that was not properly tested for the standard 120 months to whatever, 15 years, you know, 10 to 15 years. Sometimes it's as short as seven years, but we haven't even been seven years yet, right? As uh, all new drugs are, are, are followed this, these guidelines, right? And they only tested these jabs for about a month. And what's worse, then they only uh, they only tested them for a month. Is they did a uh, a bait and switch. They started injecting stuff that wasn't even tested. So the things that they tested in that original month aren't the exact same things that they started injecting in people. So the stuff that they started injecting people was tested 
zero months. So when they say it's safe and effective, when safe and effective means, or traditionally means, 10 years of trials, and a lot of those people are are being injected with stuff with zero years trials, they are, and they know, these health experts know that it takes 10 years, right? Seven to 10 years, seven to 15 years. They know it's in that range. So for them to say that it is safe and they know better means that's proof that they are intentionally lying and intentionally deceiving the public. They know better and they're lying. These are red flags. So add to that that they they fought in court. The FDA fought in court to have the data hidden from the public for 75 years. This is not transparent science. Hiding, fighting in court to hide it is the opposite of transparent science. So when you say, oh, follow the science, yes, let's follow the science. Let's be transparent. But that is exactly what they're not doing. They're hiding, they're fighting in court to hide the data. And if you have legitimate questions, you are smeared as an anti-vaxxer who's only resisting because you are uh, anti-authoritarian and not because of your uh, overt explicit, uh, you're literally screaming in protest your legitimate health and safety concerns, but they don't listen. They just (laughs) block that out. Anything you say, blah, 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 you're an anti-vaxxer. Blah, 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 you're anti-authoritarian. Blah, 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 right? That's that's literally what they're doing. So that is definitely not science. That is not how our uh, civilized establishments should be responding. And they also, on top of this, spin you, the rational person, as the reckless one. You know, the uh, not 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 the idiots who are recklessly killing their children or, or themselves or the parents with this death jab, but you, the person who, who dares question, did this come from a lab? You're an anti-vaxxer. You're a reckless anti-authoritarian anti-vaxxer. Well, hold on. Did it come from a lab? Is it safe? What are, where are the long-term trials? You're an anti-vaxxer, blah, 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 right? So th- this is... It's hardcore deception, right? Falsely asserting that if you are against this specific untested vaccine, then you are therefore against the whole concept of of vaccines in general is a blatant fallacy of conflation. They know better. They know better than to say that. And people who are listening should be smart enough to detect it and say, hold on a sec, just because they're against this one specific drug doesn't mean they're against all drugs, doesn't mean they're against medicine, right? It's so obvious, yet the idiots and news say that, and the idiots who read the Toronto Star believe it, right? There there are people that are that stupid. It just flabbergasts me how dumb these people are. And what's worse is there's doctors who are falling for it, who are taking the jab and dying. Right? Oh, uh, turbo cancer doesn't exist. What'd he die of? Oh, rapid onset cancer. Okay, so it's not turbo cancer. Oh, what'd he die of? Oh, stroke. Oh yeah, blood clots. Oh yeah, he's 42, had a heart attack. No no history of, of heart issue, no smoking, right? Oh, but it's random drop dead of a fucking heart attack. Yeah, no correlation between this increase all-cause mortality at the exact same time as they, they started injecting the, the, the vaccines. Never mind, it wasn't happening during COVID. It only started happening, the increase all-cause mortality started happening after, the, and the blood clots and everything else started happening, the pleurisy and the, and the Menzies issues for girls, as, as according to the bears. I mean, it's not like we didn't know this was coming. The data was there. 
their own system, the Vaccine Adverse Effect Reporting System, was there, theirs. It's there for all to see, and there were people reporting on it. But no, call them conspiracy theorists. Why? Because they're reporting on data, and this data is not what our narrative, what we want it to be. Who's we and why are they pushing this, right? Oh, for the safety of everybody? Really? Is it for your safety to be injecting an unproven vaccine? Oh, we call it a vaccine. It's safe. That is not safe. Just you call it a vaccine. It is so insane. And I, you know, at first I was really against it, uh, but I kind of don't mind them thinning out the stupid population, right? If you're dumb enough to fall for this shit and you die, I just feel bad for the kids, you know, injecting these poor innocent kids who are fighting and don't want it and you're killing them off. But again, these globalists, right? Well, we got to kill off 80% of the populations, dumb or us. Any rational person would see through this, but so many don't. So why is that? Is it because of fear? Is it because of conditioned fear? Is it because they're just sheep and they're wired genetically to be sheep? Is it the demonic alien jinn programming or whispering into their ears? You know, believe this shit. Don't believe that shit. Right? Go get <laughs> go get injected. Right? Or is it just a corrupt and incompetent government uh, that is with a corrupt and incompetent uh, journalist class and a corrupt and incompetent public health across local, regional, you know, national, international, like all levels, right? There are people who spoke up. There are nurses who were fired because they, they spoke up, right? There were doctors who've been, uh, lost their licenses because they spoke up. So it's not that nobody's speaking up, but the news certainly ain't going to be talking about those people. They want to want you to think they're, they're the radical fringe, Right, the majority who are seeing this, they're trying to keep quiet. But the radical fringe who are the sheep who are taking the stuff and are dying off, right? They're trying to make you think that they're the majority. And that regardless if they are or aren't, even if there's only one one kid who sees the emperors naked, right? It's the fallacy of the the masses, fallacy of the mob. Just because everybody believes the world is flat doesn't mean the world's flat. Just because everybody believes this jab uh, is safe doesn't mean it's safe especially when there's no evidence. In fact, not only is there no evidence, there is now contrary evidence. There's evidence that proves that it's not safe. And yet they, they disregard that. Not just the bears, but there's peer-reviewed studies. Not that peer-reviewed means anything anymore because that's been compromised. So, so that's my first red flag. What is another red flag would be giving legal indemnity to big pharma from our governments. Legal indemnity is protection to big pharma from lawsuits, from damage uh, caused by the vaccines, death or vaccine injury to you. If you get injured from a vaccine, you can't sue Big Pharma because your government signed an indemnity to say you're protected. You could produce all this shit. We'll force the people to take it. We'll force the people to pay for it. And if they die or if the family members die or if they get injured, they, they end up in a wheelchair with a feeding tube through their nose. Tough shit because we signed an indemnity to protect you. They didn't sign it. We did. We're the government. We speak on behalf of them. So we can do that to fuck them over. Right. So the fact that they signed, if it is it is such a safe. Um, again, I'm not sure if you know what yeah, legal indemnity. I'm, I've already explained that. Right. It's protection uh, against lawsuits from damage uh, or death. Right. So the government is, li is is literally protecting big pharma at the cost of the public, both financial 
and with our lives. Why would Big Pharma require legal protection from causing vaccine injury if the vaccine was so safe? Why would they require legal protection if the vaccine was so safe? Oh, it's as safe as aspirin. No, it's not. And in fact, nobody's even said it's as safe as aspirin. But they say it's safe, which it is not. It's as safe as a loaded gun. It's as safe as a gun that you don't know if it's loaded or not. That's exactly what it is. You put it to your head. Well, I don't know if it's loaded or not. So I'll pull the trigger because I don't know. Therefore, it's safe. That is literally the logic that they're going by. Not knowing doesn't make it safe. This is, I mean, I can't make it any more obvious. If you still think it's safe because you don't know, you're a fucking idiot. Go get jabbed as as many times as I'll allow you to get jabbed and go sleep on the highway. Anyways, uh, so the, the Canadian government public broadcaster, CBC, is uh, still today in 2024 reframing the freedom protesters as people with no legitimate concern who just don't want to do what they're told. Now, who is the government to be telling the people what to do in the first place? They have no right to be telling the people what to do. The people tell the government what to do. Anyways, I touched on this a bit earlier. The The motivation of the freedom protesters is actually health concerns and the government overreach because of these health concerns and the removal of our rights and freedoms. All of this layer cake of, of bullshit. And yet the propaganda outlet of CBC uses the cognitive error of conflation. We'll conflate all that stuff together and then we'll ignore it, right? We'll straw man it to be, oh, they're anti-authoritarian. That's that's all they are. They're a bunch of uh, lunatics, pickup truck driving lunatics, right? Remember they, they were saying the Canadian flag was a symbol of hate, this is, this is the level of propaganda, and it's the same propaganda that's being used in the United States, in Australia, in New Zealand, in Britain. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys differentiate from Britain, uh, Scotland, Wales. I guess that's uh, the United Kingdom. Britain, I guess, is that just England or is it Britain all of it? I don't know. Who cares? So the CBC conflates the myriad of legitimate concerns of citizens irritated to the point of protest. So they are irritated to protest. You follow? Right. So what's worse is that what the people are protesting is what CBC's purpose is to uphold, right? They're, they're, they're fighting for the rights uh, of the people is what CBC and journalists are supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be fighting against the power, right? The purpose of journalism is to speak uh, truth to power, not speak lies to the people, which is what we are getting today. And it's not just lies. It's uh, uh, rhetorical manipulation, deception intended not just to lie to make people believe something wrong, but it's intended to deceive the way they think. Don't question, right? Don't do your own research, right? Only anti-vaxxers do their own research, right? Trust the man. You're too stupid to do your own research. Trust us. We're journalists. I had this idiot who was a fucking audio engineer arguing with me. The guy went to college for like six months to learn how to master fucking uh, uh, music. And here he is saying, oh yeah, people aren't uh, smart enough. Maybe you're not smart enough, you fucking idiot, right? 
Everybody has a responsibility to their own health. We are sovereign individuals. We own our own bodies. The government does not own our bodies. Anyways, so the CBC is a uh, funny brand of communist that hates the proletariat and lusts after the ruling elite. They are indeed the bourgeois socialists, the wealthy upper class who hate the proletariat, yet wear communist propaganda, the Che Guevara shirts, or have a uh, Che Guevara poster uh, pinned on their wall, or they might even wear a Mao shirt. You know, who knows, right? They're definitely going to have Stalin shit and and, uh, and Soviet pins on their, uh, their winter toques, the stupid fucking idiots. Anyways, so not... Not only does mainstream not talk about the valid concerns of the people, they strawman their concerns to something that they are not, which is, of course, a major red flag. The job of mainstream media is to report to the public and to inform our fellow citizens the truth as best as they can get it, not to lie and use the tools of rhetoric to intentionally deceive the people. Or is mainstream media so incompetent that they are incapable of a rational examination and a rational response to the cogent points of the freedom protesters? They call them uh, white supremacists, uh, these truckers, (laughs) even though everybody knows that at least half of the truckers are Sikhs. So, I mean... Sikhs are not white supremacists. If anything, they might be Sikh supremacists. So this level of wanton ignorance has to be intentional, and hence it's intentional deception of the masses by the legacy media. They went as far as to try to redefine the word coercion. If you remember when they were talking about, oh, people aren't being forced to do anything. They aren't being coerced. And they tried to redefine the word coercion, right? Coercion means forcing somebody to do something by using force or threats, right? So if I'm saying, uh, put a gun to your head and I say, change the tire on my car, right? I'm not injuring you. I'm not making you do it. You could walk away. Right. I'm not coercing you. Right. Of course, it's coercion. You fucking idiots. Right. So if misgendering somebody is considered violence by these idiots, then I would assume that threatening the rights and freedoms of a home, travel and food are a form of violence, orders of magnitude larger than misgendering somebody. But yet they're silent. Right. It's jab or job. That is coercion, right? Jab or access to travel is coercion. Jab or access to food and hospitals is coercion. Jab or we publicly ostracize you and smear you with the false labels uh, of whatever they want to smear you as, an anti-vaxxer or whatever, is coercion. So... Uh, my red flag so far are reframing legitimate concerns as anti-vaxxer, legal indemnity for pharma, uh, for this so-called safe jab. Why would they need it? Legacy news intentionally deceiving the people. Another red flag would be the uh, lines in the sand 
that our institutions and our society have held dear for 50 years or so, right? Maybe even more. I don't know. But the establishment uh, that is controlled by the WEF or whoever these globalist evil bastards are, uh, they've crossed these lines. And these lines are, you know, not giving the jab or making it available uh, to uh, girls or, or, or women who are pregnant, childbearing years. So what, they're not only just making it available, but they're intensely promoting it and coercing people to give this unnecessary jab to young girls and women of childbearing age without the standard long-term safety trials of 7 to 10 years. This is a major red flag. Another red flag, you know, you think of the thalidomide, right? This, this is something we know. We've all known. We were taught in high school. Thalidomide, we need to do long-term safety trials before it's given to pregnant women or women of childbearing years. We don't want a bunch of thalidomide babies again after our medical experts told us it was safe and effective, you know, as a painkiller, thalidomide, which it wasn't. And we had a bunch of deformed babies. Did we learn? Obviously not, right? If they're still bypassing what we learned for that whole uh, ordeal, right? Oh, it's safe and effective. Based on what? Based on us saying it's safe and effective. You're too stupid to know. Trust us, man. Trust us, dude. We're, we're the experts, right? So another line they crossed was uh, coercion of parents to force this jab on their innocent children who are not even at risk from this virus. The only danger to those children now is vaccine injury. So those lines... Uh, our institutions used to hold sacred uh, being crossed is a major red flag. It's not just making a new drug or technology available. It's coercing people to take it despite their valid questions and concerns regarding the safety of it and the reaction of our now failed institutions that are deaf to valid concerns and use tools of rhetoric to intentionally deceive the public to uh, too stupid to question them, right? That's how they frame you, right? It's a layer cake of red flags. It's not just one red flag. It is a whole layer cake of red flags. And another red flag uh, is our hallowed institutions of public health calling the lab leak theory a, a conspiracy theory. Now, <laughs> yes, they've had to backpedal and pretend they didn't uh, public... Uh, published public papers in the sacred journals saying it, but they did publish uh, papers in the in these uh, highest of journals calling people uh, who referred to the lab leak theory as conspiracy theorists when it's so obvious that the virus, it was obvious then, and it's obvious now that the virus clearly came from the Wuhan lab. So you got to think that must have sent ripples, shockwaves of fear down the spines of the the portion of the medical community who are intelligent, not the sheep who wear the, the white coat and just pretend to be smart, which is probably 50 to 80 percent. I don't know. But the that the smaller percentage of ones who are intelligent, who actually think that must have scared the shit out of them because they would have known. Holy fuck. There's no way this did not come from the lab. I mean, it had to have come from the lab. So why is our. International, because this is the, the UK and, and uh, United States. Uh, why is our international public health institutions protecting China? 
right? Do they consider their lab workers, uh, you know, amongst them, their clique, their group, right? Why are there no mea culpas from our hallowed halls of public health? You know, they, they thought about it, they wrote about it, and they published it, and it was all propaganda. It was a story they knew that was bullshit, and yet they still published it, and, are, and, they, and they were cashing in. Uh, they were capitalizing on the, uh, the, the uh, reputation of these public health journals. So now that cashing in comes at a cost. Who's going to trust? Who, what rational person is going to trust any of those public health journals anymore or public health in general? I will not trust the New England Journal of Medicine. I will not trust the Lancet. They are bullshit uh, journals. Bullshit. Garbage. They are useless. They're not even good for wiping your ass with. So if they lied about that, if they lied about the Wuhan lab leak being a conspiracy theory, what else have they lied about? Now, let's think about it. Maybe they lie about everything. What have they told the truth about? Have they told the truth about anything? We cannot trust them. They are compromised. So how powerful of a political uh, currency is the fact that China leaked COVID from their lab in Wuhan to the leaders in the West? That is a very powerful political uh, currency. And yet, not only did they not say anything, they lied and they fought to protect China and our public health uh, as, as well. So the, the government, the, the politicians, the public health, the intelligence community, nobody spoke up. And who was at risk? The lives of everybody, the citizens. They didn't care about those people. They didn't protect us, the masses. They protected the Chinese Wuhan lab and the Anthony Fauci's and his uh, lunch buddies, right? So our public health is compromised, period. There's no mea culpas. There's no, this is what we did wrong. This is what we're going to fix it. This is how we're going to do it better in the future. Nothing, no apologies. Therefore, it is compromised and it is sinking. It is getting worse. So our public health is compromised, period. So our Western establishment not only uh, is not against the CCP, but lied to protect that regime at the cost of the truth and at the cost of the lives of millions of innocent people in our countries around the world. Red flag, major red flag. Our medical establishment, our medical regulators, our doctors, our clinical researchers are incompetent and compromised. The highest level of medical journals intentionally lied to the people, which proves either complete incompetence uh, or corruption to uh, serving something other than the truth. Like mainstream journalists have proved themselves to be corrupt and continue to prove themselves uh, corrupt still today by not only ignoring the legitimate concerns of the people and doctors, uh, the good ones, but reframing anyone and researchers, anyone who voices their valid concerns as anti-authoritarian anti-vaxxers. Even the people who've been injured by uh, vaccines, the vaccine injured, they don't want to hear their stories. So what, how do they shut them up or try to get people to not listen to them? They call them anti-vaxxers, even though they literally took the vaccine and got injured by it. Right. So anti-vaxxer just they redefine that term to be anybody who's against 
any vaccine, which is not what the word means in the natural interpretation of it. So I was personally kicked off Twitter for a spell. It was like 10, 15 days, whatever it was, a couple of weeks for simply questioning if the virus came from any lab. Bam. Disinformation. It was a question. I wasn't even suggesting anything. I was questioning. Was it? Did it come from a lab? Right. Was is the sky blue? You're gone, buddy. You can only talk about the sky being red or the sky being green. You mentioned blue. You're gone. Clearly, the uh, they were useful idiots to the narrative as they they would not have taken it if they were thinking clearly, especially doctors and nurses and people who should know better that not only did not know better, but actually attacked those who did know better, who did use basic logic, right? And, and, you know, the fundamental uh, critical thinking, right? So that is a... Another red flag is the the hiding of vaccine injury. If our establishment were legitimate, even in the most slightest remote way, there would be a flood of mea culpas today and an analysis of vaccine injury. They they shouldn't have uh, allowed it in the first place if they were competent, right? If they were using uh, critical thinking and were reasonable, they wouldn't have just allowed these untested vaccines to be pumped into people, right? And maybe voluntarily, if you uh, were at risk uh, and they had stuff that said it was safe. Uh, well, no, they didn't have anything that said it was safe. Right? If they had anything that said it was effective, it might be effective, uh, but it was very dangerous. And now it's not only not effective, it's just dangerous. It, there's, no, <laughs> there's, no, there's no upside to taking it <coughs> for you. Um but instead, these uh, the medical uh, public health experts, uh, they double down and they're baffled with the increase of all-cause mortality. They're baffled by the increase of heart attacks, despite Vare saying there's going to be an increase of heart attacks. They're baffled by the increase of trouble cancers, despite Vare's warning that there's going to be rapid onset cancers as they, they are happening in the, the Vare system. Uh, they're, they're baffled by the increase of blood clots, despite VAERS clearly warning us that there's going to be a lot more blood clots. You know, we were warned. And, and the people who were warning us from the VAERS data were being called anti-vaxxers. Right? So, and they still continue to push the, uh, the blatant bullshit narrative, despite the fact that they, they, you know, they should not only know better at this point, they should have known better at the beginning. The fact that they didn't know better then you know, really shakes their credibility. But the fact that they still don't know better now with all the evidence, uh, it, it, this is wanton, intentional deception, and it, it, there's, there's no way they could be that incompetent. There's no way they could be that incompetent, right? So, yeah, I, I, I can't understand. How is it even possible that they could be that incompetent, Right. So they are clearly liars, uh, they're compromised, and they are uh, trying to kill us. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, right? But that they still call people who talk about vaccine injury, including those who suffer uh, from it, anti-vaxxers, is a major red flag. This is proof of intentional, ongoing deception 
considering all the evidence that they are aware of at this point, that they have access to all this data, never mind that they, they claimed it was safe without data. But despite that they're now being data that proves it is not safe, they still ignore reason. It is it just so, it's so baffling. Major red flags that they are still uh, playing games and actively hiding the truth. This, this proves intentional deception. So why are they? Why are our public health uh, at all levels, legacy news and the political class, all compromised to the detriment of the public good, of the good of the public, and and to the benefit of China, right? They they they're to the detriment of of the the public health, but they they're compromised to benefit China. They're not compromised to the benefit of China. You know, you know what I'm trying to say, uh, and the super wealthy. The the zero point one one percent right the the largest transfer of wealth in the history of humanity has occurred was this by mistake right so big tech is also included right so are the mindless police departments and even the uh, the bungling retards and municipal governments so could there be a bigger red flag this is a major orchestration right Club of Rome and and WEF scumbags talk of overtly. They even wrote books about it, about population control and the requirement to decrease uh, the human population by around 80%. And their logic is, which they believe to be true, it's not knowledge, uh, it's just something they happen to believe, is that either 80% of the planet need to die or else 100% of the planet will. This is something that they believe, right? There are those who see the red flags and, and are irritated, right? This, this, they're using the bacteria model. I've talked about this before that we're, you know, uh, high school kids learn about. They're not using the model that Darwin came up with and the Galapagos Islands and natural selection, right? And how, how uh, everything balances out. The populations will balance. They'll achieve uh, a homeostasis, right? They don't, they're apparently unaware of this, these idiots and these globalist uh, like the the Bill Gates, pedophile island uh, creeps, all, all all of them, right? So, so there are those who who see these red flags and are irritated to act, and there are those who are the puppets of the demonic alien jinn and will comply, and they will take their jabs and they will die. Which are you? <laughs> Thank you.